Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So, ow, <laughs> sorry, I just like fell back on my chair while I was recording. I'm so graceful. Um, no, you guys get two episodes this week, so I'm releasing two separate ones because I decided that each of these men needed their own episode. So um, for this one, I have Major Tom Schumann. So he has a book out now called Always Faithful. Now, Tom is a veteran. Um, I, th- I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm so horrible at this. Schumann, Schumann. Um, he is a veteran that came out with a book called Always Faithful. And um, he co-wrote this with his um, interpreter in Afghanistan, Zach. So it's about Tom basically helping get Zach out of Afghanistan in 2021 last year um, when Joe Biden decided that, you know, everyone needed to get out right away. And, um, you know, he just talks about his experience and helping Zach. And it's just it's crazy. And like for me. I really enjoyed talking to him and I really appreciated what he had to say just because I mentioned this to him. Like we all hear about what happens, you know, in the U.S. or in the world, uh, in our history books or or, you know, when we're younger, these huge, huge occurrences that happen. But, you know, with um, the Afghanistan withdrawal, I was, you know, at the time I was working at WABC and I was literally just reporting on this every day, looking at every new, um, you know, detail that would come out. And I was just so on top of it. So it just feels really, uh, I don't know the the word I'm looking for, because I don't want to say it feels, I feel grateful, I guess I should say. I think that's the right word. I feel grateful that I um, experienced this from afar in real time so I could appreciate what you know, the freedom I have in this country and the freedom that I have, you know, in general, just because Major Tom really talks about how his interpreter, like he, when, you know, in Afghanistan, when they figured out that he was, you know, working for the U.S. and blah, 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 they were threatening his family, his four children, you know, he was afraid to go to restaurants because people were threatening to kill him. It's just crazy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm definitely, my, my energy was a little bit in Tom's face. He's definitely very chill and he had, I think he did a lot of press for these books. So, So um, hopefully I didn't annoy him too much, but yeah, I really like talking to him. So, and again, um, I bought his book. I have not read it yet. So I am waiting. I'm waiting until I finish this other book that I'm reading. Um, It's like so stupid. I'm reading an Emily Giffen book right now. She's like my guilty pleasure. But um, anyway, I'll stop talking and I will let you hear my interview with Major Hi, Tom. Tom. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm sorry. My voice is so scratchy. My kids insist on coughing in my mouth uh, 24-7. So I apologize. No, 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 it's like, 
I know, I know you do. And I'm sure your voice is a little scratchy because you have been everywhere. I started following you on Instagram and you are telling your story all over the place. And I love it. How was Good Morning America? I, I thought George did a great job with the interview. Uh, and the, the producers, the whole crew were, were really uh, top notch. And so I, I, we had a really great experience. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Are you still in New York? No, I flew from New York to Chicago, did some uh, three interviews in Chicago over the weekend, and now I'm uh, here in Southern California. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's very early for you. Um, I don't know if you experienced New York to the fullest when you were here, um, but I want to apologize on behalf of New York because usually we're a lot better than this, but um, right now, you know, things are not so great. Um, so always faithful it's out now. I, I truly, you know, when I saw this book, I was truly moved because, um, when everything was happening last year, I was working, um, at a radio station, I was doing the news and I was so on top of this and I was so upset. So I can't even imagine, um, how you dealt with all of this. I had friends that, you know, put a lot of time into the war, into, into, you know, fighting in Afghanistan and they were upset how this whole thing went down. So, um, I think it's really wonderful that you put your story into a book. Yeah, I think it was important to capture Afghanistan with an Afghan perspective. And so, you know, everybody has from America has seen bits and pieces of, of, of Afghanistan through the news mm-hmm. uh, and in the media and, and to get, glimpses into Afghanistan from someone who was born there, who was raised there, who, who, who was invested in the future there. I think uh, that's what maybe w- one of the unique things about, about this book is that it's co-authored with uh, my interpreter, Zach. And, and really, uh, you know, the book gives you some insights into the friendships and to promises and, and a little bit into the war as well. And how, just sorry to be repetitive, but just people who are listening, how long um, did you know Zach for? How long, you know, what was your friendship going on for? Sure. We, we first uh, met in September of 2010 okay. and uh, he was my interpreter in Helmand province. And, and so we, we fought together for seven months and, and stayed in touch uh, through social media. And then in 2016, Zach was under so much persecution from the Taliban for his services to the U S that he reached out to me and said, um, I need your, I need your help with this visa program. And oh. uh, we, we, we established a visa program because we knew that the interpreters would face persecution mm-hmm. after working with us. And so Zach uh, was receiving calls, letters to his house saying, we're going to find you, kill you. They, they poisoned him. Oh my and God. And he said, you know, I can't, I can't even leave my home anymore without fear of being killed. Uh, I need you to help me with this visa application. So we started that visa application in 2016 and, and the book chronicles, you know, our, our experience with that over the next six years. Oh my gosh. And I am, I mean, I kind of got chills just because I know that he's safe and his family is safe. So, um, can you just, just quickly, just let me know how you made that happen. Yeah. Last year after when the president made the announcement that we would be out of Afghanistan by the end of the summer, I, uh, I shot Zach a message. I said, what's the invocation for you? And he said, mm-hmm. we'll be dead. Oh my we'll gosh. be dead. And so I said, okay, well, this is April, 2021. So, uh, I said, all right, well then I'm going to get busy. And so I just put out a social media call to help. And I said, Hey, my friend, Zach, he served with us. He's eligible for this visa program. We've been applying for years. Can anybody help? 
And uh, there was a huge outpouring of bipartisan support, Republicans, Democrats, the media, New York Times, you name it, everybody was, was behind the story. But despite all that advocacy, nothing was actually moving his package along. And so he ended up getting to Kabul, going to the airport, and, and he had three attempts to escape, and he was successful in the third attempt. But I mean, it's the first two attempts, um, and even the third, I mean, were just extremely harrowing. He's there with four yeah. small children, there's hundreds of thousands of people. His, his kids are seeing people shot with machine guns. Uh, his kids are getting trampled. Uh, I mean, it was yeah. It was excruciating. The footage was terrible. Uh, it was the two-year-old I remember being that really fucked me up. Excuse my language. Um, yeah, that was awful. But I'm I'm so happy and and you know it just it really makes you um just I guess be grateful. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, think of, think of it as a parent. If you've gone to the airport with your small children, it's tough. Now think about <laughs> going to the airport with 100,000 people. Now think about going to the airport when people are shooting at these machine guns. Now think about how desperate you must be to bring your children to the airport with 100,000 people with machine guns being shot at you because that's how hopeless your situation is. And so right. when you do right. when you do escape that, I mean, of course, you're grateful. Like you, You've got to be grateful mm-hmm. that, that you're safe and that you know that you're kids have an opportunity and that's all any parent wants right is that their kids have an opportunity yeah. and uh and and, for, and that's what he has fortunately now of course and and something I don't think anyone really talks about is you know the I guess the trauma that you're living with after and and this is for you too you know just serving and 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 just for his family like do they do you know if there's um I guess counseling for kids that have been through stuff like that yeah, I mean it's interesting. We we just did an interview two days ago with with NPR, and mm-hmm. they asked, you know, how, how are people in Afghanistan doing? And I think it really uh, it's the first time I've ever heard Zach get emotional. I've known him for you know over a decade because yeah. he's thinking about all the suffering that's going on there. He's thinking about his his you know imagine saying goodbye to your mom like that and knowing that you'll never see her again, and, and you grew up in the same house in the same village your whole life, and and, and you had to leave to your brothers, yeah. your sisters, and knowing that you'd never see them again and knowing that you're leaving them and that they're going to continue to live in famine and poverty from the Taliban rule. I, I think undoubtedly there's uh, some trauma that, that was involved in all that experience. And, yeah. and hopefully we'll be able to make sure that uh, his kids are taken care of. Oh my gosh. I mean, you really, you really put this in perspective because it's like you, I guess, like as an American, you know, these things and you know, what's going on over there, but you sort of push it to the back of your mind just to get through the day or just to get through what you think is difficult in your life. Um, but you know, looking back and, and you've given so much of yourself, uh, for our country, do you think, and things were a lot different in 2010 and, and everything that's going on now, do you think you would do it all over again? Um, if you know, you had to go right now with the state of the country. Uh, in an instant, you know, I'm, I'm, wow. a, I'm a Marine. I'm, I'm still a Marine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go where my country sends me. And so Marines will always go and fight and win battles where our, our nation asks us to. And it's not, up to us to say, well, is this the right place to be? Or it's, it's up to us to fight and win. And, and so we'll continue, Marines will continue to fight and win. Uh, what, what it's up to is our country to, to say, is it worth sacrificing the best of our youth for these, these 
whatever, wherever we're at. So that that's kind right. of a collective question that I think the American public has to answer. The fact that I'm still serving is, is an indication that I'm willing to go wherever, you know, wherever the country needs me. And, and yeah. uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Well, and and that that's truly um, amazing. I think I don't I what I meant was right now, uh, youth, let's say, and, you know, people have made jokes. Oh, well, if we had to go to war, you know, who would be going to war? The, the, the 18 year old boys who are trying to grow boobs because they think they're girls or whatever, just people denouncing America, um, you know, because of X, Y, Z. I think it's just, it's, it's more about the behavior of, of today's youth and what, you know, the woke culture and what everything is turning into. I just mean, I've heard, you know, men and, and vets say, you know, if I, if I had to go now, I don't want to die for these people. These people, they don't even appreciate America. They don't even appreciate anything. So I just didn't know if that um, sort of affected your mindset or anyone's mindset that, you know. Sure. I, I spent the last couple of years teaching literature at the Naval Academy, and I got to spend a lot of time with 18 to 22 year olds. And, and I'm, I'm back in the fleet training 18 to 22 year olds. There's, there's mm-hmm. still a lot of great Americans out here. And you know, ask your Uber driver about if America is a country worth fighting for. You know, I was I was in Chicago yeah. in an Uber just yesterday, and, and this guy escaped from Eritrea, and you know mm. he'll sit here and tell you how how thankful he is to be out of that country and in, in this country. And so, I have to believe, and I will continue to believe that this is a country worth fighting for. And I, despite some of the things that you've brought up that may be valid, uh, mm. I'm going to focus on the the good of this country. And I and I always say like. I have too much invested in this country to, to abandon hope. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I put, I got three kids, I got three kids under three and oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I have no, there's no alternative for me, but to make sure that this is a great country for them to grow up in. And so I'll continue to do whatever I can to, to make sure that it is. That makes me so happy. I, my kids are a little bit older than yours, but literally Tom, they're all I think about with all of this. And it makes me, it, it makes me really scared and it makes me really frustrated. And, um, but then talking to people like you, just knowing there are still good people out there that really are willing to fight for, for our country. I don't really, um, encounter that a lot. So I think that's pretty amazing. (laughs) So thank you. Yeah. There's no alternative. It's, it is, it is my duty uh, to to provide the best future I can for these kids and, and, uh, and, and giving up hope is, is not an option. So. Well, um, just really quickly to, to wrap things up, just give me a quick um, reason, an uplifting reason why people should, should read Always Faithful. Yeah, it's, 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 it's important to know about, uh, it's, it's a book about friendships, it's a book about promises, and it's a book about why it's important that we as a nation keep our promises. And so if, if you're interested in, in learning a little bit about that and, and seeing this friendship that's formed under fire, you know, evolve, and uh, a story of hope and perseverance and, and, you know, never giving up. I think uh, you might be interested in reading the book. I'm so excited. I, I love to read. And usually I read, um, I don't know, I read a lot of bullshit just to sort of escape the world that we're, (laughs) that we're living in, you know, but, but this just seems, oh my gosh, it seems so incredible. And just because I feel like, um, you know, a lot of things I learned about in school, you know, I wasn't there for World War II and et cetera, et cetera. It feels really incredible to know that I was here for this 
right. For, um, yeah. And I just, I watched it so, so intensely every day and just to be able to know that there is a success story, you know, I, not that, you know, I know Zach and, or I know you personally, but now I feel like I do have this connection and it feels so good. And I just, I really can't wait to read it. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, my best to your kids, your wife, um, tell them to not cough in your mouth. Cause it really sucks. It's the worst man. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah and enjoy your, the rest of your press tour. Thank you, major Tom. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Okay, guys, that was Major Tom. If you want to buy his book, it's called Always Faithful, and it is everywhere, available everywhere now. Um, The other episode this week is with Matt Tobroff, who actually created a really cool uh, trivia game, a card game that is centered around the peak of the pandemic. So it's very interesting. Like the, an example of a question would be like, you know, who was Joe Exotic's arch nemesis in The Tiger King on Netflix? And it would have a bunch of, you know, multiple choice answers. And then one of them will be Carol Baskin. That's the answer. So it's all things having to do with quarantine. And it's very cool. So that is the other episode out this week. If you care to listen, that would be lovely. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen. Until next time, thanks for listening.